Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show. Sponsored by On Tire Tailgate Systems. All right, race fans. Let's get rowdy. The next 60 minutes will be two men talking one thing and one thing only. Racing. From the third tracks of the Carolinas to the super speedways of Daytona and Talladega, no race is too big or small for this duo. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our hosts, Rowdy Maglite and Kyle Magda. This is the Rowdy Maglite Show. All right, everyone. Welcome to Thursday night edition of the Rowdy Maglite Show, guys. Uh, this is like episode 670. What a ride it's been, guys. We're working on our 10th year. It's been great, guys. The way it's going to roll tonight, we got uh, Britt uh, Sherman calling in, and Britt will be racing in the Xfinity race at Chicago Street Race. Saturday afternoon at five o'clock, guys. The way that's going to roll. Uh, so we got we've got him at seven seven o five Eastern time, six o five Central, guys. And uh, hopefully Kyle will be able to call in because he's at work. We all have our second jobs here, unfortunately. Uh, we also have calling in. Uh, Dexter Bean is going to be called in, and Dexter is going to be racing with uh, DGM, racing at uh, also in the uh, Chicago Street Race. So it's kind of all focused in on the street race on on Saturday at five o'clock. How the heat is going? So at least at, at five, it's going in the other direction, guys. Asphalt's still hot though. Asphalt's still going to be hot. So, uh, first time in Chicago in the streets. Uh, everybody didn't know how it was going to work at the Coliseum. I think the Coliseum's turned out to be something pretty good. Uh, NASCAR, I think we've hit on a couple of things with uh, the All-Star Race over at North Wilkesboro. I like that. Uh, get it away from Texas and some of these bigger places. Kind of gives you back to the grassroots of racing back again with North North Wilkesboro that went smooth. Here we're gonna here we are gonna be at the uh, Chicago Street Race. Had a lot of critics, but you know everybody had critics. Everybody's got critics. All it's gonna do is take proving it. Uh, got Kyle in Kyle. Hey, Rowdy, how's it going? Going good, Kyle. Uh, we were talking just a few minutes about the street racing in Chicago in the Windy City there. Rowdy, I know I sent it to you, but I, I don't know if you saw the, the Supercars TV today with Kevin Schwarzy. They actually, he was there for the uh, the street race for the ARCA series at uh, Des Moines, Iowa back in 1994. And if you haven't checked out his piece, it's very good. Um, you know, they did run a street race there in 1994, uh, won by Scott Legacy. And uh, Frank Kimmel came home second. And Jimmy Spencer, who who flew in from his first career cup victory at Daytona International Speedway the night before in the, in the Pepsi 400, uh, finished third and uh, made the trek over. And so did Michael Waltrip. So 
um, Rowdy. So I know we got the street courses. I know we have Brent Sherman coming out at uh, 7.05 Eastern, 6.05 Central. Um, going to be his first Xfinity start since Texas Motor Speedway, November 2007. Man, so, uh, and I also want to, and also, I just wanted to say thank you uh, to Dexter Bean. Um, you'll hear his interview a little later, but I just want to say, you know, thank you to him and uh, DGM Racing um, for him coming out. We had him on this afternoon, and uh, we had to tape him just because uh, he, had, he had a dinner to go to. So um, just want to say thanks to, to that camp uh, for setting that up. And, uh Rowdy, we also have a sprint car driver, A.J. Foote, coming on the show tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Central. So um, I know he's been kind of going in and out of the weather, just like I have up here in Pennsylvania. But, uh, you know, he's I know he raced at Sharon Speedway last night, Rowdy, which was won by Dale Blaney, um, who won the race last night. So uh, another win for the Blaney uh, crew. So I'm um, really looking forward to having Brent coming on. Uh, I know he's he's probably ready. You know he's you know he's local there and you know running the Chicago Street Course race. So uh, yeah, Rowdy, I'm interested to see how this this Street Course race is, is going to go this weekend. Um, I know this has been a highly anticipated event for over a year. Uh, absolutely, Kyle. Uh, you know, I, I talked a few minutes. I, I like the way NASCAR's kind of stepped out and trying to do some do some bold things with the. Coliseum and North Wilkesboro, and now the Chicago streets street race, uh, and and we've heard some crazy things, even you know rumors out what they plan on doing in 2024. So we have not heard that schedule yet, Kyle. Roddy, I know it was rumored that North or North Wilkesboro might be replacing the Bristol Dirt Race next year. I know that was that was rumored for a little bit. Uh, yeah, and, you know, we don't know what's going to happen yet. You know, it's going to depend how this, this street course race goes this weekend. Um, uh, Rowdy, what I did find interesting is uh, NASCAR did not allow any cup drivers to run the Xfinity race this weekend. Um, I yeah. guess they just wanted an even playing field. But, um, yeah, no cup drivers uh, allowed to run the Xfinity race. And, Rowdy, I know you and I talked about this, uh, you know, a little while ago. Um, originally, it was supposed to be IMSA in, NAS- in the cup series there, and then that, I guess that fell through, so... Um, the NASCAR Xfinity Series and also the Cup Series uh, there for the inaugural street course race at Chicago. So um, I know our, our good our good friend and our guest, Connor Mosack, going to be making his first start of the year for Joe Gibbs Racing uh, in the yep. number 19. I know he's looking forward to that as well. Let's bring on our first guest or for this today, uh, Kyle. And, uh, guys, we got racing back in the Windy City on the streets of Chicago, Brett Sherman. Welcome to the show, Brett. Hey, thanks for having me. Man, Brett, been a, a few days since you've been in the right race, but what's it going to be like, and how are you preparing for the race? Um, I have no idea. We're going to find out here pretty quick. So, uh, what do you think about going? And right, I mean, would you have ever imagined racing in Chicago Straits, NASCAR? Uh, no. Not at all, uh, but I'm glad they came, and I'm glad I was able to put a deal together for sure. Um, if there was any race I'd want to do, it would it would probably be here in my hometown for sure. So, so uh, Brett, how did that come all come about after being out of a car for a while, and then all of a sudden here you are back for this weekend? Uh, it was pretty random. I, uh, you know, I, I keep in touch with some of the guys on Facebook and. Uh, uh, I just kind of reached out to RSS, their PR person, and um, it was, the timing was perfect. Eric was going to run 
Sonoma, uh, and uh, Kyle decided he didn't really want to do the road courses. So I, it was just by luck that I said, well, hey, what is it going to take to get me in a car? And uh, I was able to put some sponsorship together with uh, HawkAuto.com, a uh, local uh, uh, car dealership in town here, and uh, everything just kind of fell into place. Brett, it looks like it, uh, NASCAR is kind of liking what the road course scene looks like. As uh, Xfinity stepped it up, can you envision more road courses coming in your future? Well, I'd uh, I'd love to think so. First, I got to get through this one and see how it goes. You know, I I I'm pretty confident that I can get out there and and get up to speed pretty quick. But you just never know. Um, I, I really have no idea what to expect. It's more kind of for my myself just to get my fix that I my racing fix that I need, and also for my family. My kids have never really seen me uh, or don't remember really watching me race much. So it's kind of good for them to be able to uh, see dad go out and do what he loves doing. Hi, Brent. Uh, you have Kyle here. Uh, first of all, thanks for taking your time out to come on to the Rowdy Maglide show. First question for you is, um, I know it's been a while since you've been in the car. Uh, what, do you, what have you been doing to prepare for this race? I know the last time you raced, you run a, a bunch of ARCA and Xfinity in, in the old car. Um, I mean, what what are you expecting? Um, I, I know you're, you're kind of just going into it, but what are you expecting to get, you know, running this Xfinity car for the first time as well? Um, yeah, I Like I said, I mean, I really don't know. I, all I can do is really uh, just go to the sim and, and kind of get a feel for the layout of the track. And uh, I've been training pretty hard. I've been running uh, every day and, uh, you know, getting into the gym and, and doing what I need to do on my end. But, you know, everyone's going to see this for the first time, um, and hopefully that kind of levels out the playing field. I know if we were going to a fast oval, uh, the learning curve would probably be a little higher. Uh, but, you know, I'd, I'd love to do some ovals, too. You know, I, I don't think any race car driver ever loses the, the, the fire to try to, you know, do well in racing. And, um, you know, as far as the, learning the car, I went out to uh, Joliet at the – uh, Autobahn. My sponsor had a race uh, 302 Mustang that I was able to drive. Uh, so I kind of got the feel for that and got the feel for the speed. Um, but nothing's nothing's really like quite like getting seat time in the car you're going to be racing. So hopefully I can pick it up pretty quickly uh, where I left off. You know, if, if it rains, hopefully it doesn't for the fans. But I've raced in the rain in the streets of uh, Belle Isle uh, in Detroit. So I, I've, I have a little bit of rain experience, whereas, you know, some of these guys may not have as much experience in the rain. But, um, you know, I, I'm just going to take it as it comes and uh, just try to improve every lap and uh, stay focused. And and uh, hopefully I'll, it'll all my muscle memory will come back pretty quickly and I'll just take to it and, and hopefully be competitive. Have you, like, done any simulation or any eye racing leading up to this event? I did. Uh, not not an actual race, but uh, uh, Sim Racing Chicago was nice enough to uh, open their doors for me, and uh, <clears throat> I got a bunch of laps. I spent a couple hours in the Sim there. Uh, it was pretty tricky. I can't. I'm kind of the seat of seat of the pants kind of guy. I can't. I'm not very good at video games. I, 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 I it's hard to get a feel for it. Um, I crashed a lot. 
unfortunately. So hopefully it does that doesn't translate. But uh yeah, it was fun. I, I just it's hard for me to relay what I learned there other than learning the track and gears and stuff like that. Um but as far as, you know, it's kind of hard to determine when the, you're going to lose control of the car uh, in the sim. It just kind of happens, and it, your body isn't feeling it as much as, it, you know, I, I, I'm sure every sim is different. There are different setups. I don't know what kind of setup I was running. Uh, I believe they had just gotten the course uh, on their sim. So I, I took it as maybe just more of a learning the track session. Brent, I know it's been a while, but uh, you were a regular on the ARCA circuit there for a few years back in the mid-2000s. I wanted to ask you about your Michigan victory because I remember watching that race live. And if my if I can recall correctly, I, you were running fourth or fifth with about three laps to go and all, all heck broke loose in front of you. Um, yeah, I think it was Frank Kimmel and TJ Bell got together, and uh, I was just right there ready to pounce. Uh, I don't think we had as good of a car as them that day, but, uh, you know, in racing, a little luck goes a long way. Um, we had a good car, but I, I don't know if it was as good as those two, but luckily, uh, I was there at the right time and we got a late restart and I was able to pull away. So, uh, it was, it was a great experience to get that, that first ARCA win. Um, I was hoping there'd be more, but I, I jumped around so many different series in my career. I never was able to settle into one series long enough to where I, I gelled with an organization. Um, all the teams that I kind of ran for were, you know, just kind of throwing a, as much of a budget together as we could and, and just barely getting by. Um, even in cup when I ran uh, briefly for BAM, you know, it, there was just a lot of things that, we didn't have that the bigger teams had you know, with a lot of the series I, run, I ran in. So um, I feel like I, I wish I could have maybe spent my sponsorship dollars, you know, rather than run a full season, maybe do what some of the guys are doing now where they get six, eight races with the top team. Um, that may have been a better move to be able to showcase my, my talent and uh, what I was able to do in the car rather than having not a, you know, a great engine program that really didn't allow us to compete with the bigger teams. Um, but, you know, in hindsight, what, what are you going to do? I, I just, uh, I can't complain. I, I was able to race for a long time and uh, I mean, I loved it. So I'm just glad that I have this opportunity to do one race. You never know what can happen. Um, you know, even testing race cars is fun. You know, I, I know I'm getting older, but I still feel young. Um, Hopefully, I can compete with these young guys. I know where you're coming question. from. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kyle. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's okay. My last question for you, Brent, um, you just you just touched on it, running in the Cup Series. What was that like when you were able to? And, and what was it like competing on, on, the, on a big stage like the Daytona 500? I mean, it was, it was, it was unbelievable, really. Uh, when you're doing it, you're really focused um, on – you know, getting the job done. You don't really take it all in. I probably didn't take it in as much as I uh, probably should have. I didn't know, you know, that my career was, you know, kind of going to go down the wrong path or, you know, how long I was going to be racing. But now when I look back at it, um, it's a pretty great accomplishment. I, You know, I ran Indy Lights in 09 or 08, and uh, I was really trying to put together an Indy 500 run, but uh, it just never transpired. I would have been great to have uh, 
run the Indy 500 and the Daytona 500, but uh, it just never transpired. So, Brett, it's going to make a great story someday when your kids tell their gra- your grandkids that they've watched you race in NASCAR. That, that, that's yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and the, and the first three course that NASCAR's ever done, you know, the 75 years, it's it's all pretty great. Uh, my car kind of looks like Ed Lorenzen's. He's the only other, you know, Chicago Chicago native, uh, uh, and he raced a long, long time ago. Uh, I actually reached out to him. I haven't heard back from his family yet, but uh, the car has a lot of similarities, <clears throat> excuse me, to his, and uh, actually the same number, which is even better. Would you like to give a shout-out to everybody that's helped you put this deal together and getting you where you're at this weekend? Absolutely. Uh, HawkAuto.com, Hawk Ford, RSS Racing, they've been great uh, facilitating everything. Americ Fine Jewelry is, is on the car, on the quarter panels. Um, and, you know, my family, they've, they've uh, kind of helped me along as I, uh, as I kind of try to move through the ranks. And, uh, you know, they're obviously big support. And, you know, a lot of kids really can't do any of this without their parents, you know, helping them along the way and uh, trying to give them the tools they need to uh, be successful. So, yeah, I'm, uh, what's funny is I ran the 24 hours of Daytona with Scott Mayer, and uh, now I'll be racing with his son. So, and that, I don't even know if his son was born, born when we ran the uh, 24 together, but uh, now it's pretty amazing that I'll be still uh, in the same race as him, so. That'll be kind of cool. Brett, tell everyone where they can follow you and keep up with this adventure that you're on this weekend. Yeah, I mean, my website is pretty old. It hasn't been updated in a while, but brentsherman.com. Uh, you know, I'm on Facebook and Instagram and whatnot. Uh, and I do, I have gotten a lot of messages from a lot of local people. They're going to have a viewing uh, party here in my lo- in my hometown, which is kind of neat. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's it's I'm really fortunate that, that it all – came together i was going to be in the stands watching and and two months later i'm going to be, i'm going to be driving in the race so fortunately it all worked out and you can watch it friday afternoon at five eastern time on usa and listen to it on mr mrn brett thanks a lot looking forward to watching it on tv and and uh, seeing how it goes my friend have a great time and enjoy all right thanks guys thanks for having me thanks brett At times like this, I think how lucky I am to be a NASCAR Winston Cup driver and how fortunate I am to have a great sponsor like Napa Auto Parts because Napa understands quality and value and the importance of having a friendly, knowledgeable staff. And it's at times like this, looking around at the empty grandstands and listening to the silence of pit road, that I realize I'm at the wrong track. All right, guys. Uh, I find that amazing that he bought tickets to watch the race at the grandstands, and two months later, he is the show. He he goes to watch the show, and then he becomes the show. That that, that is really awesome. And uh, like I said, it's on USA Network. Uh, that's Friday or Saturday at five Eastern time. Yes, sir, 5 Eastern. And then Sunday, 5, and that is going to be on uh, NBC. 
peacocks and MRN. The best way to listen and then go from there. All right, everyone, I'd like to bring on our first guest for tonight, driving this weekend in the uh, Xfinity Series in the streets of Chicago for DGM Racing, Dexter Bean. Welcome, Dexter. Hey, thanks for having me on. Dexter, uh, man, would you have ever envisioned racing in the streets of Chicago? Uh, not not ever, no. This, uh, this is going to be a very interesting event. Um, getting pretty excited for it here. I actually got in Chicago uh, this morning and starting to see some of the festivities getting set up and the racetrack getting set up. And uh, I think this is going to be a, a blast for everybody that comes to enjoy it. Well, Dexter, I mean, how, how are you preparing for this? A lot of them you got sim racing. Is what does, did Chicago? How you how you getting prepared for this? I uh, I definitely got on iRacing. Um, I feel like they had a pretty good representation of this uh, here and uh, made a bunch of laps on there. I think it's still a little tricky because you don't have the the feel of the seat in your pants as far as how the cars actually truly feel them. But it really helped, I think, for visual and uh, you know memory as far as you know, left-handers, right-handers, uh, I feel like they did a really good representation of that. So um, definitely really handy, but at the same time, a little hard to get a true feel um, compared to actually getting in a race car. So I think that'll help me a bunch. Well, uh, Dexter, wouldn't you kind of feel like everybody's on the same footing with no, with very limited practice and qualifying? Yeah, I definitely think the, the playing field's brought way down, especially for some of the the cup affiliated teams and your, your higher up teams. Um, hopefully I kind of feel like I got a little bit of veteran status. I'm kind of getting old compared to the, the new young and guns and the up and coming stars. Um, but I feel like I can maybe outsmart them a little bit. Patience. Um, seems like the racing surface seems to be a little narrow in some spots and guys going to have to really pick and choose, um, you know, where to make, where to make battles and, and where to, your nose and not to stuff your nose to make sure you're there uh, at the end to see the checkered. Next, uh, you got any more road courses for the year? Um, currently I'm, uh, I'm looking at maybe doing some truck series racing at the, at the Milwaukee mile, which is in my home state of Wisconsin. Um, obviously Xfinity comes back up to road America. Um, I believe it's in, uh, August. Um, we're trying to work some stuff out there, working on some sponsorship things. I got to thank Badger Environmental and Earthworks for uh, helping me out here in Chicago. I got to thank DGM. Um, they uh, they're a spectacular team to be able to work with and have uh, good experience with that we have in the past. And uh, trying to get my feet wet like uh, like everybody else, just kind of doing some sponsor hunting, trying to get something lined up. Hi Dexter, you have Kyle here now. Uh, first of all, thanks for coming on the Rowdy Magalite Show. Uh, First question I wanted to ask you is, I know, I know this is going a little, little bit back, but uh, what was it like making your first cup race at Pocono in 2009? Uh, I, I know you had you ran well there in the ARCA race there a few years ago, and then you ran 11th there in the 2020 Xfinity race. So, I, I mean, have you just grown accustomed to that track? And is, is it one of your has it been one of your favorite tracks to be at because you've run so well there? Yeah, definitely. I've had some great experiences at Pocono. Um, that cup start was, was pretty amazing to actually hear of NASCAR and uh, be running alongside, you know, Jeff Gordon was still involved then and all the other big names, Tony Stewart. And uh, it was just 
kind of uh, uh, and amazing. It's it's hard to believe now that it's so many years later that when I was younger, I, we did all that stuff. Um, so it's been an amazing place for me. Like you said, ran well in an Xfinity car there. Um, just uh, got a little bit of a road course feel to it. You know, it's a definitely unique triangle instead of the ovals that we run all the time. And uh, I'm hoping that kind of correlates over to what we're going to get into here on the street course in Chicago. So what was your oval experience like? Uh, uh, what I really wanted to ask was you ran 11th at Pocono in 2020. Uh, what was it like racing with no with no fans in the stands? I, I know we're past that now, but, but what was that experience like to race there and, and not have anybody in the stands? Definitely a little little eerie, you know, it, uh, to, to just not see anybody. You know, usually you see all kinds of fans and crowds of people around and campers and, and everything and it was just kind of just just a quiet it's probably the easiest way to say it dexter have you run the milwaukee mile before i, I know the arca series was there but um have you ever com- previously competed there before yeah i've ran my super late model at milwaukee a couple times um with a local super late show uh, i have one truck start at the milwaukee mile um and uh, i believe arca i think i only ended up there once um, with the way the schedule is laid out. So uh, definitely got quite a few laps around the, around the mile, and like I say, it's kind of a home track to me being from uh, Wisconsin. My last question for you is um, you've had some experience with the Gen 4 car, the old steel body car, um, now with the composite bodies. I mean, how have the composite bodies been holding up uh, in the NASCAR Xfinity Series when you've been racing? I think uh, I think they've held up real well. I think NASCAR and Five Star did a great job. Um, you know, getting a good product to put on these things. I know being with a smaller team, it's it's been a lot more helpful to do some of the repairs uh, for simple damage, you know, some fender work here and some nose work, um, where before it took a lot more time, English wheels and steel and possibly hauling cars to different places to get people to do certain work. Um, so this has definitely been a, a, a better, I think, for the sport. Um, as far as the feel too, you obviously feels feels somewhat similar. And you know, if you end up leaning on a guy, it isn't like a steel fender is going to stay bent in. You got a chance of the, the fiberglass composite stuff, you know, kind of flexing and bumping back out, so you don't end up with a tire rub that plays havoc with you later. So I think uh, all in all, it's uh, the composite things are definitely a positive for for NASCAR. You know, Dexter, I thought I was heard bigger complaints out of. Uh, the Cup Series going to composite, but you know the biggest complaint to me I heard as a fan was the uh, one lug, and nobody said nothing about the composite. I like the composite. <laughs> you just see fans walking around with composite body panels and not steel fenders. Uh, You're Dexter, right, exactly. You mentioned it, but let's let's talk about the guys back at uh, GM or DGM. Yeah, so. Uh... Mario Goslin and Michelle Goslin are team owners there, and um, I got some family ties with them. My wife is actually related um, to them, so I've been able to kind of use that avenue to be able to still keep my feet wet here and there and dabble in the Xfinity Series and Truck Series over the years. Um, they're a hard-working team, right, based out of Florida, um, which makes it double, double tough because a lot of teams we're racing against are based right out of the the Charlotte, Mooresville area in North Carolina where all the, the big teams are. So 
logistically it's a little tougher on them, but uh, I think we do a great job with with being able to keep up with these big teams that are spending some big money. And um, I'd be glad to, to drive it every weekend, like I say, trying to find some sponsorship and find some more money to be able to, to do this on the every week because it would be the ultimate goal and uh, definitely wouldn't shy away from going to DGM with that. You mentioned them just a few minutes ago, but let's talk about the sponsors at helps you go round. Yeah, so we got Badger Environmental, which is an excavating company out of Wisconsin. They do a lot of earthwork and uh, utility work through municipalities. Um, got to thank them a bunch. Um, got to thank Frontier Property Management, also out of Wisconsin. Got a lot of local help that's helped me over the years, so definitely got to thank them guys. And like I say, definitely got to thank DGM Racing out of uh, Lake Wales, Florida, for being able to, to work with them and give me the opportunity to make the laps that I've been making. Where can they keep up with you this season on the social media sites? Uh, definitely definitely on Facebook. Uh, we try to keep all our fans uh, updated on Facebook at Dexter Bean. And uh, we try to try to get stuff out as quick as we can. Sometimes it ends up kind of last minute late, but they'll uh, get notified when I'm going to be making some laps somewhere. Dexter? Have fun on the road course. I hope everything works out great for you. Looking forward to having you back on again. All right. Yeah, I appreciate the time, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Dexter. Yep. Monday morning, guys. 9 o'clock Central. 10, eh? back by Monday morning. All right, everyone, thanks for joining us today on our weekly Ford Zoom call. We are joined today by Michael McDowell, driver of the number 34 Chicago Pneumatic Compressors Ford Mustang, headed to Chicago. It's only appropriate you have the hometown sponsor, right, Michael? Pretty cool. Um, yeah, we're excited about this weekend, um, having uh, Chicago Pneumatic Compressors on board uh, in the Windy City for the street street course in Chicago. Looking forward to it. Um, it's a big weekend for us. You know, there's been a you know, a lot of, um, you know, hype going into this weekend and, and we definitely uh, feel like this is a great opportunity for us. So it's, it's a big weekend. All right. I know there's lots of questions out there considering this is the inaugural street course race. So uh, we'll let everybody raise their hand. Uh, if you've got a question for Michael and a follow-up, um, uh, why don't we start with Bob and then we'll just kind of, as we go, Mike, if we have any follow-ups, we'll just kind of free flow here. So Bob, why don't you get us started? Yeah, Michael, I'm I'm curious, how much sim have you done? How much more do you plan to do? And how accurate do you think it actually is, considering, you know, they've had to do some repaving there in the last several weeks? Yeah, so I, I've been able to do a fair amount of sim work um, and have some more this week as well. Uh, as far as how realistic it'll be, I'll let you know on Friday or Saturday um, after we see it and walk it. Um, but like you said, Bob, there's, you know, there's been some repays and some transitions smoothed out and some um, surface, you know, areas that have been added and, and redone. So, um, you know, I think that the it's probably exaggerating probably a little bit of the worst, but we'll see. And do you, how much is it going to be, we talked about, over the weekend, but just how much is it going to be not finding that place of being aggressive as you would be on a road course to knowing that, um, you know, just trying to get through the hundred laps. 
Yeah, I think that you're going to be aggressive. I mean, all of our races are still going to be track position. So you're going to want to make sure you're, you know, staying up front, keeping track position, doing all the things that you need to do. Uh, but at the same time, you're, you know, very narrow and surrounded by concrete barriers and you can't make any mistakes. So um, that's what's the challenge of a street race is you got to go for it. But you, um, you know, when you take those risks, it's worth time. Um, so you got to balance when, when to do that. And so do you see this as a, I mean, we often talk about road courses being, you know, a, a good opportunity for you, not that say that your performance on ovals, you know, certainly has got, you know, certainly you have a shot there too, but do you see this as, you know, do you, do you equate this opportunity this weekend with the, with your opportunity on other road courses or is it different? Um, I, I think that this one's a little bit higher for us. Um, you know, our road course program is solid. We've seen that over, you know, the last year and a half with this next-gen car. Um, but, you know, I, I think going to a new course that nobody has any experience on, tricky, challenging, it's going to play into the hands of uh, guys that have done races like this um, that adapt quickly um, you know, we are talking about the best drivers in the world, so they're going to figure it out really fast. I, I don't think that I have a quote-unquote advantage. I just feel like my comfort level is probably a bit higher than majority of the guys that haven't seen a street course before. So, I mean, we think about this race as a you know, race we, we need to go in to get into the playoffs, so that's what we're focused on. And just one more, kind of looking ahead to – uh, to Atlanta, are you aware? Like, do you have you looked in your shop? Have you guys gotten the new, uh, or have you guys done the work yourselves as far as the changes to the uh, chassis and, and things that are going to be in effect for Atlanta? Um, with all the front clip and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean we're we're up to, to speed on on what we have to have for Atlanta, and um, you know I think that a lot of that rolled out a couple of weeks ago as we're preparing. So, um, you know, right now they're working on the uh, Atlanta car and it's, I'd say it's probably, hold on, let me look. It's <laughs> 70% of the way complete. So uh, I think everything's rolling fine. Thank you. Yep. All right. Thanks, Bob. Let's go to Trey Downey from MRN. Go ahead, Trey. Hey, Michael, just another quick question on Atlanta. This will be the fourth time that you guys have raced on this, quote unquote, new Atlanta. Do you think everybody's kind of gotten a handle of what this new style of racing is about, or is it still kind of changing a little bit? No, I think it's changing. I think that the track probably threw us all for a little bit of a loop of just how much it aged in a year and how the grip level changed. So, um, you know, the, the first two races were, you know, you, you didn't really know exactly what to expect, but I feel like now we have at least uh, a pretty good understanding of what we need to bring back and things we need to do better. It, it has that element of drafting and runs and pushing and all that. Uh, it's not like that's not there, um, but I think handling is um, is more of a uh, legitimate factor that you have to take in for this race, um, especially as hot as it's going to be. And then after Atlanta, we head to New Hampshire. Um, hasn't been one of your best tracks over the years. What about that track has been difficult for you? I think that's an understatement. Um, yeah, New Hampshire by far has been 
you know, a struggle for us. Um, you know, I'm not really sure what to pinpoint it as. You know, I, I feel like it's a, you know, a flat track, you know, short track, um, but different than Martinsville, where Martinsville we've had speed, but it hasn't correlated in New Hampshire all the time. Um, and I, I will say this, though, our our short track program this year is way better than it was last year. Uh, Richmond, Phoenix, um, those racetracks we were, um, you know, definitely feel like we closed the gap quite a bit. Um, so I'm optimistic about New Hampshire. Um, I go there optimistic every year, um, but it's it's no doubt that it's it's been a struggle for us in the years past. So uh, hopefully we hit it right. And then you're kind of in that battle for the last playoff position right now. Um, if you were able to get in, with the way that you've ran this year and the speed that you've had, would you be even more confident in your chances to make a run than you were a couple years ago when you won the 500? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I feel like we have the speed in the tracks and the schedule in the playoffs way out, you know, lay out pretty well for us. Um, and I, I haven't done the statistics exactly, but I think last year we would have advanced had we made it into the second round. Um, I can't say that for sure. You guys about to verify, but we would have been pretty close. So, um, you know, I think that we're in a position where we have a bunch of road courses coming up. We have some good tracks coming up. We have one or two in there that aren't so good, like you mentioned. Um, so we got to manage those weekends well, and we got to maximize the weekends we know we can get a lot of points. I think we'll be right there. I really do. I think um, we'll be close to, to being able to point our way in. But currently we're just thinking about Chicago and how do we go win that race. Thank you. Thank you, Trey. Hey, Heather Williams, welcome to the call. Go ahead, ask your question for Michael. Hey, Michael. Sorry about my camera. It doesn't want to work today, so I apologize that you can't actually see me. But um, you mentioned Chicago and the barriers and just how different it is. I'm just curious a couple of things. First of all, what was your first reaction when you heard that we were going to Chicago? And then second, do you have any concerns about this weekend compared to other weekends as far as how to approach the weekend? Um, I was excited. I think, you know, Street courses are so much fun and just great events and great, you know, um, opportunities to, to bring the race, you know, to the people. Um, and, you know, doing some in the past and seeing just how cool of events street course racing is and how fast the cars look and the sights, the sounds and all those things, I was really excited about it. Uh, yes, there are some challenges, uh, no doubt there's some challenges. Um, you know, I think for all of us, you know, logistically just figuring out the flow and the routine of, you know, all the things that you probably think we wouldn't think about, you know, pit lane, making changes, um, you know, just in, out, where you're going to go, what happens if this happens, having a plan for those, you know, different scenarios. The on-track stuff I'm not terribly concerned about. It's, it's very straightforward. It's a street course, concrete barriers, 90-degree turns, uh, bumpy. Uh, not a lot of runoff and can't make any mistakes. Um, I think all that is pretty straightforward. It's just more of the, all the other logistics of uh, making sure that you're at the right place at the right time, have all the right stuff, and and can you know do the things you need to do. Thank you. Yep. All right, Heather. Thank you. Let's go to Daniel McFadden. Hey, Daniel, go ahead. Hey, Michael. Um, first off, when was the last time you were in a street course race? Yeah, I don't even know. Um, probably 2006 or seven. 
I would say would be the last time. Um, at Montreal yeah. in 26, 2006, Montreal maybe? Uh, oh, yeah. If you count Montreal, then, you know, I, I, I think I did all the Xfinity races there all but one. But I was thinking more like Long Beach and yeah. uh, places like that. But, yeah, it's it's been a while um, for sure. You know, I think the the biggest thing is just the – visualization when you're sitting in the car and references and being able to adapt quickly to not knowing where you're going and, and finding the bumps and finding the markers and doing all those things. And, uh, you know, each track is unique for that. So it's just being able to do that quickly. I'm curious, what's the, what, what do you expect the aggression level to be when you're in a cup car that has bumpers, has fenders, um, on a narrow course like this compared to an open wheel car, which is very fragile and you desperately want to avoid b- b- banging wheels and fenders. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I'm fairly unique in this response. I, I feel like street courses are so tough by yourself that your level of aggression is turned down sort of automatically because you're just trying not to make a mistake on your own, let alone when you're trying to set up a pass and things like that. Um, you know, there's, if you look at our style of road racing, you know, for sure it's super aggressive wheel to wheel, but we always have a lot of runoff and we always have areas that have a lot of forgiveness. So turn one in Indy, you bury it down in there because there's an oval grass access road. Um, when there's a 90 degree concrete barrier, you're going to think twice about burying it down in there. It's just the reality of it. So, um, calculated aggression is going to be what wins this race. And I don't think we're going to see a lot of, um, what we typically see on our road courses in, in particular on the, you know, starts and restarts and things like that. Thank you. Again, if you've got a question for Michael, we've still got a few more minutes left in our allotted time. By all means, raise your hands, um, and I'll uh, be happy to call on you. And right on cue, there's Dustin Long, who's probably been researching whether or not you would have advanced back when you made the playoffs a couple of years ago. I Dustin probably has. He did. Come on, Dustin, you got I, it? I, I did not, so I apologize. <laughs> um, hey, hey um, Michael, can you give me a, a sense of – I understand a passing zone is anywhere where the car in front of you struggles and you can <laughs> work in. Um, so, um, but how to set up a pass on a street course. And especially when I look at this course, and again, I know with 90 degree corners that if somebody, you know, drifts up or gets loose, you, you probably just stick your nose in. But if you're trying to battle for a, like, you know, first or something, somebody, a good car, how do you try to, with what this course, Versus how do you set it up? Uh, because I know like on ovals, a lot of times, if you make a move and turn four, it's a move you made, you, you started like in the process, like a lap or so before and getting yourself in position. How do you do that at a road course here? Yeah, um, I think it's pretty similar. You have to, to get yourself in position. You got to figure out where you're strong. Um, but I think a lot of the, the passing is going to start off the corner. It's going to be getting a good drive off of the corner to be close enough to to challenge somebody into the break zone. Um, you know, everybody's so good in the break zones now. It's not like you can be five or six car lengths back and just bomb it in there. Um, so I feel like the passes are going to start, you know, the acceleration off the corner and getting close. Um, you know, the tricky thing about street courses is, um, 
you know, when you're following closely to the car in front of you, you can't see and you don't know where the apex is. You, you can't see the concrete barrier. So you're, it's, it's a process. And I think that's what I'm most excited about is, is knowing that process and knowing how you have to set those things up and um, not being caught off guard and surprised by when you get close, the fact that you got to know where you're at. And um, so there's, there's a lot of tricks to it for sure. And also, you referenced pit road, and I wanted to ask you about that. This will be the first time this year with pit road you go in the opposite way, so they'll, they'll you know, everything's backwards, like at Watkins Glen in Indianapolis. You didn't have to do it at Sonoma. You didn't have to do it at Coda. Um, one driver mentioned, you know, he always likes to have the sign in front of him, so, like, one little adjustment from his perspective is holding, whoever's holding the sign push, pushes out a little further since he's on the far side of the pit box. Um what are what are challenges or what are things adjustments you have to make and you know pit road coming coming to your your pit stall and and getting in your pit stall as as efficiently as possible yeah there's definitely you know some challenges just like at Watkins Glen when you do it you know there um, because everyone's so used to their routine like you're talking about how you line up the sign and all those things how the guys jump all over how far away you are from the wall um, you know, so you definitely have to be intentional about thinking about what you're doing and where you're at. Um, so for me, as far as preparing and what I do is I'll be at pit practice this week and running through it with the guys, um, you know, for myself and for them, just making sure that, you know, timing and, and choreography and, and we're doing all the things that we need to do. And, uh, Mike, you mentioned, you know, the, the guy that's holding the sign, he's making sure that he's putting it where you want it. Um, for that style of a pit stop. Um, so yeah, everything's got to be buttoned up. You know, anytime there's anything that can take you off of your routine and uh, muscle memory and what you're used to creates opportunities for mistakes, right? And so these races are all about minimizing mistakes. So where do you like that? Where do you, how do you like to have the sign held in position to help you and get into, into the stall? Yeah, I don't like changing anything. So um, I have them change to me rather me change to them uh, so that I'm lining up and doing exactly what I do every single weekend and I don't I don't change that routine um, so have them shift and adjust to that thank you I've got a couple follow-ups here let's go back to Trey go ahead Trey so I did do the research and you would have gotten out of the, the first round last year with a 10-point cushion um, nice. but but I uh, just want to go back to Montreal was mentioned on this call. It's been reported that uh, a Montreal return could be in the works for next year. Would you be in favor of the Cup Series racing at Montreal? Yeah, that's awesome. Um, it was a great race, great crowd, uh, awesome town. Like everything about that race was a lot of fun. And um, and you know that I don't know if you call it a street race. It is a street race, right? But it's it's kind of on its island there in a park and, um, and, you know, but it's a, a proper racetrack with, you know, a decent amount of runoff and some tricky areas, but I always enjoyed it. I think our next gen cars would put on a great race there, especially with the, you know, long straightaways and really aggressive brake zones. It'd be a lot of fun. Um, as far as whether or not that's happening, I haven't been in any of those conversations. I hear the, the same rumors that you all hear, but um, I hope, I hope so. It would be a, a cool event for sure. Thank you. All right, let's uh, finish it up here with Daniel. Go ahead, Daniel. So, so Michael, I know in the, the next gen era, 
it, we're, we're kind of no longer in the you have specific cars for specific tracks anymore because you can take a car anywhere almost. But I'm curious with with how well uh, you performed at Sonoma and how fast that car was. Like, is that the car you guys are going to take to Chicago, or do you, do you, or do you have any idea what car you're taking? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, no, it's not our Sonoma car. Um, sure. that's too fast of a turnaround for us. Uh, you know, we're a three or four week turnaround just to get everything right. Um, yeah, it's very interesting. You know, we talked about it this morning about having road, road course, you know, specific uh, cars in our fleet. And it's hard to do that with the limited amount of, you know, parts and pieces and, and what you're allowed to have in your allotment. Um, so, no, this is not the Sonoma car. Uh, we will use the Sonoma car again uh, on, a, on a road course, um, but it won't be this one. Uh, this car raced at, um, it raced at the Coliseum and it raced at Phoenix um, is the last two, I believe. It might have been one more in there, maybe Martinsville. Um, so, yeah, this is not our Sonoma car. Um, I will say that as a driver, you want it. You want that Sonoma car, right? <laughs> yeah. But last year, we didn't um, have a road course car, and everyone we went to was pretty good. And so, not that I got completely over it, um, but these cars have been um, pretty. Um, I don't know what the best word to use is. They're pretty similar in feel and build and all that, that I haven't seen a real outlier. Um, but yeah, the racer in you is like, we need to, we need to turn that thing around and get it ready. <laughs> but the process that we've been using has been working. So uh, we'll stick to it. All right. Thanks. All right, Michael, 20 minutes are up here. Appreciate you joining us. Uh, I know it's going to be a busy week for you off the track too, in addition to on the track this weekend, yeah. but we look forward to seeing you in Chicago. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate you guys having me. All right, everyone.